Hello there, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today we are going to talk. I got Swami Rob on. We are going to talk how we did in our fantasy leagues. We're going to talk a little bit about this weekend's games, although it doesn't really matter for fantasy at this point. Um, but we're going to talk about our, our uh, uh, best and worst of fantasy football for 2020, our MVPs, our fantasy duds, all that good stuff. So you definitely want to check it out. Here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And with me today, I got Swami Rob of the 94 Rock Morning Show. Swami, how you doing today? Great, you? I'm doing great. Happy holidays to you. I hope you had a really nice Christmas and are going to have a nice uh, New Year's. And uh, say goodbye to this horrible, horrible year. Just put it away and we will never talk about it again. How's that sound? <laughs> I got news for you, man. Uh, if you haven't been watching the news, the virus has mutated. So uh, we don't know how well that vaccine's going to hold up against it or how, how much more uh, uh, contagious this is going to be. So think of it this way. 2020 is going to turn 21. That means it can start drinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've been reading some of the stuff about the, uh, that, that mutation. Apparently, it's more contagious, but the symptoms aren't yep. as severe. So, you know, uh, so um, I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just ready to get back to some semblance of normalcy and hopefully next year a normal football season with a preseason and people in the stands and all that good stuff. You miss it. I, I, I didn't realize how much I missed it until this year. And, and uh, um, it'll be nice for that to happen. Another big thing that's going to happen next year, which I read about is that uh, they are going to go to a 17 week season. So that means fantasy is going to be one week longer next year. And that's a good thing too. So, uh, you know, um, it, it, it's exciting to see. So uh um, I think it's pretty obvious at this point after after uh, paying close attention and watching what's been going on that, yes, there will be uh, a better form of football next year. But I think uh, normal, I don't think that's going to happen until 2022. I think you're still going to be dealing with a lot of what we're dealing with now in 2021. It'll be better, but uh, I don't think we'll be back to pack stadiums anytime soon. Uh, the other thing is, uh, keep this in mind. It's going to be real interesting to see if a vaccine uh, proof is required to gain entry into these studios or to concerts. Because we've already talked about some of that at the station. We've been talking about, uh, talked to about that. And don't be surprised if that's instituted, which is going to cause an uproar. So I don't know how many people are coming out. I would imagine most people would, but I don't know if they'll allow entrance. So the, I guess the only thing I can take from this football season is thank God we had it in some form because that's kept my mind, you know, semi-engaged. I'm not a big binge watcher, okay? So right. if there's not football on, I'm probably not sitting in front of a TV. So I've had a Monday night game, a Thursday night game, sometimes a Tuesday night game, a Sunday night game, all day Sunday, sometimes Saturday, and that's saved my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. And, and this week we've got both Saturday and Sunday games. So there you go. So we got the whole weekend planned. Hey, and, and I'll tell you this, Jim, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I've been watching football games that I don't really have any rooting interest in at all. For example, uh, Browns-Ravens a couple weeks ago, Raiders-Dolphins this last Saturday night, 
I don't really care who wins either of those games, but I watched both of them in their entirety. Both of those games were fantastic. Right. <laughs> you know, they really were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, you know, occasionally, I don't know what's with the local broadcasters, but they, they choose like the most boring game to, to show uh, if it's, you know, I mean, obviously we get the Broncos and, and uh, the Cowboys every week, no matter what. Um, but sometimes uh, the off-market games they've been playing, I don't even know why. I mean, it's, uh, they're just uh, tremendously boring and no, you know, no impact at all to, to, a game that I want to watch. And so, well, my friend, better with that's that. why, that's why God created the NFL red zone. Right. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Which I, uh, which I have not had. Uh, but at least, you know, one thing I am thankful of is usually Kansas city ends up being a game that's broadcast every week. And so, uh, you know, it's always great to see Mahomes. Although I got to say, man, I don't know if you watched that Falcons game, but it was boring. <laughs> Yeah. Except for like the last, you know, the last <clears throat> minutes of the game was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, not certainly not what you expect, 17 points out of Patrick Mahomes, you know, so. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so, you know, normally we go through all the games, you know, uh, for starts and sits, but really it's week 17. Most fantasy football has concluded. If your fantasy team actually goes to week 17, I would talk to your commissioner and tell them to not do that, to, that it should end on week 16, because there's going to be a whole lot of stars this week that are going to sit. I mean, I don't expect Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to do play. a little more. I'm going to do a little more than talk to my commissioner, because here's what just happened to me. Right. Uh, this is my fault for not paying attention. But I was in the championship game last week, and I won 153 to 107. And I was gloating on the email to all the participants was pointed out to me that uh, the championship game is the week 16 and 17 combined score. And so now I'm going with a 44 point lead going into this week's game. Okay. For the second half of my game. And I've got Dalvin cook. Who's not going to play. Oh. I've got, uh, I've got nobody on the bench to replace him. Meanwhile, he's got Aaron Rodgers, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Tyler Lockett. He's got a decent lineup. So do I if Dalvin Cook can play, but if he can't, I'm screwed. So I might not end up winning the championship now. Well, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about it because I think Green Bay is probably going to rest their starters. They've already they've already locked up their number one seed. I don't think they have a reason to play right now. Um, so, you know, I think it's all going to balance out for you in the end. But, uh, yeah, that's tough. Go on to the waiver wire, see who you can pick up. Maybe you can get Alexander Madison, although – He's a guy that's like totally off my list anymore. He's never done anything when he's had the opportunity to play in place of Dalvin Cook. Okay, okay. Let's play a fun game right now. Okay. I'm looking on the waiver wire of that league as we okay. speak. And there's Madison right at the top of the league. There's also Johnson from the Jets. There's um, Brown from the Rams. There's Gus Edwards from Baltimore. There's uh, James White from New England. Um, Zach Moss from the, from the Bills. And uh, that's our Pollard from the Cowboys. I, nobody there to scream about, but that's who's available. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably start Madison. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Moss might not be a bad choice, you know, to, to put in there. Um, although, again, the Bills have locked everything up, so they don't really have anything to play for this week. Um, right. And one other plus, name uh, there that, that did also – oh, oh, the, the, uh, the other name, um, Gus Edwards. Yeah. Gus, yeah. I would probably pick up because the Ravens are still fighting for, fighting for a spot, and uh, they do need to win this weekend. So uh, I think he uh, he could be valuable as well. So those those. Well, are they are going to 
they're going to switch. They're going to switch him up with Dobbins quite a bit. I'm guessing, and probably Ingram too, right? So it's going to be kind of a committee thing. Although I have seen Edwards have a big game. Yeah, Ingram's uh, not really playing anymore. He's he's not really playing at yeah. all. So I'm not worried about him. It will be a split with okay. Dobbins. Um, but you know, I mean, if he gets uh, you know 13 to 15 touches, you know, I, I think he can put together a decent line for you. <laughs> he's not going to do what Cook does. But well, you know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'm going to add Madison right now. Okay. And I'm looking at my – and I'll drop Lindsay easy because I haven't dropped him yet. Right. Save, confirm. Uh, he's officially a member of my team. All right. So there now you go. I'm going to do a start. All right. There so we'll Hopefully he'll out. do something, man. I, I got to say, Madison is always like – every time I've been like – I picked him up, it's like, oh, uh, Cook's out with an injury again. All right, I'm going to put him in. And he does nothing. So, you know, that's, I know. that's the I know. risk. I think I, – I think – the Minnesota has been eliminated from the playoffs at this point. So they have, even, they have. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're only, well, you know, who are they even playing this week? I don't even know. Jim, oh, you learn that. Oh yeah. He should do fine. You, they're playing Detroit. He should do fine. <laughs> you, you learn your lesson with guys that you grab off waivers after the big stud has been hurt. For example, uh, McCaffrey got hurt and I picked up uh, Brown as backup. Yeah. Or not Davis, Brown, right? uh, thank you, Davis. And he's been great for me. But then, uh, on the other hand, you get other guys hurt. Uh, there was another guy I had hurt, and I've been grabbing at straws trying to replace him. Uh, Naheem Hines, actually, I put in there, and for a couple of weeks, he did great. And now he's dropped off the face of the planet. And so you never know. Uh, oh, and Jared McKinnon was the other one when Mustard right. got hurt. And McKinnon had, like, one or two good weeks, and now he's not getting anything. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a total dice roll, man. I mean, uh, that's – that's part mm-hmm. of the problem with these committees is you never know who it's going to be. And then a new hot guy starts, uh, starts doing something. So you pick him up and then he fades, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it happens all the time now. So, uh, uh, yep. but yeah, I mean, yep. I'm, I'm looking at the games this weekend here. Here's the only ones that matter, right? Um, you've got Dallas at the, at the giants, Dallas still playing for a playoff spot. Amazingly. Um, mm-hmm. you got Arizona mm-hmm. at LA. I think the winner of that game gets a playoff slot. Um, Packers at the bears, but it only really matters for the bears because they need to win to get, get into the playoffs. Packers have already locked everything up. So, um, and then you got Washington at Eagles. And again, uh, okay, you know, but the keep NFC something League, in mind. you know, that <laughs> the six win team is, sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I think with the Packers, there's really not any incentive to play a lot of their studs, except they are playing the Bears. And it would probably be pretty fun to send their old rivals home. So for that reason alone, maybe they let Rodgers play at least a half. Who knows? Right, right. But, uh, yeah, and and then, you know, again, the Washington at the Eagles, you got the six-win Washington football team needing to win in order to prevent either the Giants or the Cowboys from sneaking into that spot and, and taking, right. their, taking right. their playoff spot, which they don't deserve. None of them deserve it. <laughs> right. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Look, as a Cowboys fan, am I excited about them getting into the playoffs? Uh, for one reason only, I think it's taken this long for McCarthy's scheme to finally take a little bit of hold. So, yes, they've shown improvement. However, as a football fan, I really, really – really like that Redskins defense or the yeah. Washington defense. And I think they're going to be really good. I would prefer to kind of see the Redskins get in there uh, rather than the Cowboys. But I, I, would, I won't bitch about the Cowboys. But I think Washington has probably – they may deserve to be there a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, they had that little, like, three-game win streak right towards the uh-huh. end of the season, and they beat yep. the, the Steelers. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, these guys are, are, are totally turning it on. They're going to get in there. But now, what, they just fired Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Who knows if Alex Smith is going to be uh, uh, ready to play. I hope he is. Um, and, and, and they've lost, like, three in a row now. So now they're, like, six and nine. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and it's just, like, just sputtering into, you know, uh, yeah, well, whoever ends up in there is not the going playoffs. That's that's what's going to happen here, <laughs> right? But you know what might be good if you think about this for a minute. Okay, so the the Sunday night game of of the divisional playoff round or of the wild card round is the big ratings draw, right? That's usually the big marquee game. Okay. So what if the Cowboys make it? They could end up playing Tampa Bay. So if you've got Tom Brady. Quarterback in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's see how he does in the postseason with another team. Plus, you've got the Cowboys who love him or hate him. They're a big draw. That will be the game with the most juice of Wild Card Weekend. That'll be the Sunday night game. And uh, and I bet you that's how it goes down if the Cowboys get in. Yeah, and and uh, you know, um, uh, we'll, we'll well we'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, last year, it's like none of the teams wanted to make it into the playoffs, and the Eagles somehow made it into the playoffs. Yeah, Remember right. on, on week, uh, week 17 yes, last year? Um, so, uh, but they've already been eliminated. But the other three are still in contention. It's just crazy. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, and, and, you know, looking forward, are they going to be any better next year? Is this, is this division actually going to improve to where they have respectable, good teams? The, none of these teams are good. You know, they're just – I don't know. I I think what will happen is uh, Washington needs a quarterback. There's no doubt about that. If they had a competent quarterback, they might be a team to watch. I think the Giants, uh, I don't know that the Daniel Jones thing has worked out. So the jury's out on them. I think Philadelphia is looking at a rebuild. And I think the Cowboys, depending on what they do with Dak, they could be good. They could need a rebuild. I can't tell with them either. Uh, I think Washington given they get a good quarterback, uh, could legitimately make a jump to a 10-16 and 16 next year. They could. Right. And obviously, Dak Prescott, man, once he's back, he's going to be, you know, he, he makes that offense work. And, and so right. just having him back will drastically improve the fortunes uh, of the Dallas Cowboys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it does look like uh, rebuilds all around. Kind of, kind of, yeah. And if you're a Giants uh, GM, are you going to want to go in front of the New York crowd and admit that you whiffed on Daniel Jones? Because you might have. And I bet that's the last thing he wants to do. So I bet they give him one more year. I think they will. But uh, you might find out that he really is not all that. And I thought he had potential to for a while, but who knows? Yeah, and and here's another question, man. Uh, Are you interested in Saquon Barkley for next season? I mean, he – he just did not look good in those first couple of weeks before he got injured. And he's going to be a first round pick next year. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be probably around fifth or sixth overall. Would you take him? I mean, do you, do you trust that he can come back? Cause he's had no. dead seasons in a row after that awesome rookie year. No. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm I don't think, I don't think I would swing on. I wouldn't take Barkley. Probably. I don't, I definitely wouldn't take Zeke. Yeah. And uh, I'd even wonder about McCaffrey at this point. You know, I'm just so bitter with the guy for not doing anything for me this year after I used a first-round draft pick on him, obviously, that I don't know how I'm feeling about him now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm most comfortable with McCaffrey for next season. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. he has played, dude gets 30 fantasy points. I mean, sure. it's like he sure. is 
rock solid. And he just, he just was, uh, you know, hampered with injury this year. It happens. Um, but of those, you know, of those three, I'm most comfortable with McCaffrey kind of not really interested in Barkley and Zeke needs to just fall to the second or third round for me to be consider him even, you know, yeah, I mean, it, right. it's, it's just a, a real disappointment. Although, you know, he could bounce back nicely if, if Dak is back next year and, and, you know, uh, but well, I think I'd rather have Pollard. To tell you the truth, I think I'd rather have Pollard. You know, I think it depends because here's the problem, man. Uh, even if Dak does come back, uh, the only Zach Martin is going to be the only offensive lineman that's going to return. The Cowboys' offensive line is very much in flux, so yeah. it's not necessarily a Dak thing with Zeke. I think it's who's he going to have blocking for him because that went right. from one of the best offensive lines in football to piecemeal in a year. Right, right, and that's something to consider. So we'll just have to keep our eye open to what yep. happens with the draft and with off season. You know, I've, I've we've also talked about how Zeke is a pretend, is a potential cut candidate for the Cowboys to save cap mm-hmm. space um, yep. in, next year. And and why not just go with Pollard? Pollard's been excellent. You know, I mean, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, so so uh, uh, let's talk a little bit more about fantasy. So first of all, I want to extend congratulations mm-hmm. to Zeke and Destroy who easily beat open TDs for the championship in the 94 Rock League this year. Um, of course, it all happened because of Alvin Kamara's Christmas Day yeah. touchdown performance. Yeah. Um, did, did you have a Kamara in any of your leagues? I had somebody that I was playing that had Kamara, and I got eliminated from the uh, Final Four because of that game. Or no, yeah. the Constellation game. Sorry, I could have had third and I ended up in fourth because of Kamara. Although I have to say, I did make it close. Uh, the rest of his team was just kind of man, but Kamara blew up so hard. It, it was obvious to me he was going to win the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, man, that this season, it's usually not like this, but this season, there was like a very narrow path to victory. And it usually hinged on if you had between the fourth and the sixth pick, because who were the guys that were taken mm-hmm. in that range? It was Kamara, it was Dalvin Cook, and it was Derrick Henry. It was those three guys. And when you look at the first round players, it was terrible. It was a terrible year. In the first two rounds, uh, let, let, me, let me run down. Here's, here's the top 12 that was, was taken in the drafts in the order they were taken, right? You had CMC and Barkley. Both those guys basically lost injury the whole season. You had mm-hmm. Zeke, who was a huge dud. Then it was Kamara, mm-hmm. Cook, and Henry. All those guys did great this year. But then mm-hmm. after that, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, who was not really worth the first round pick? Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, injured, injury dud. Um, yep. Devonte Adams did very well in ninth. Great, yeah. But then you had Mixon, complete dud at ten. Chubb, who was very good in the games he played in, but missed a lot of time in the middle of the season, so that really hurt your fantasy team. And then Julio, again, injury dud the whole season. That that means there's only four out of the top twelve that actually did anything for any fantasy team. And then the second round wasn't much better. It circled around. Yeah, Tyree Kill, he did great. Uh, Josh Jacobs, who was decent, he was good. Sanders, dud. Uh, Kelsey did good. Um, Drake was very much a dud uh, compared to his draft position. Hopkins did really well. But then it was Eckler, Godwin, Carson, Kittle. All those guys lost tremendous amounts of of, uh, games to injury. Um, Aaron Jones did very well. And then Gurley, who was, again, a total dud. That was the, that's yep. the top 24. So uh, I added all up, and there's only like nine good players 
And it's easy to see how the guys that were picking fourth, fifth, sixth would circle around. And if you grab someone like Kelsey or Hopkins or Jones, you dominated. I mean, that's really what it came down to. <laughs> um, uh, if I'd have had the heads up that, uh, that Devontae Adams was going to do what he did this year, I, there's a reluctance for a lot of people out there to draft a receiver in the first round. Got to get a running back. Got to get a running back. And for the most part, that's true. But, you know, if you'd have had Antonio Brown in the first round four or five years ago, or Devontae Adams this year, or even Julio Jones three or four years ago, uh, and I, I might have thought, if let's say I had the fourth or fifth pick in the draft, right, in the first round, and Devontae Adams was sitting there, I could have seen myself saying, you know, I better be safe, and I think Miles Sanders might have a big year, so I think I'll go with him. And if Devontae's still sitting there in the second round, I'll grab him. But, yeah, look what, the, look what an idiot. You know? Yeah, you know, and, and – uh... Um, yeah, Adams did fantastic this year. Geez, what's he at? 17 mm-hmm. touchdowns right now? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, you uh, know, I was looking at all my teams and what teams did best. Well, it was the teams I was picking between fourth and sixth. Um, and then the one yeah. – I had a bunch of teams where I had either the ninth or tenth pick, um, you know, which is a very tough mm-hmm. draft position to have. The only team of yep. that that really yep. did well was the one where I went zero RB, and I actually went – Kelsey with my first pick and then I circled around I got Mahomes with my second pick so I had those guys stacked and then I went from there and I, I grabbed um I, I grabbed uh Thielen and I got uh Keenan Allen and, and so uh mm-hmm. that team did really well and I won I won that league because of those first four picks um and just avoiding all the running backs you know <laughs> I, you know I I've discovered this year that I'm a big fan, and I've played in one before, but uh, the auction-style draft ended up being really good for me. Now, I spent most of my money on Zeke Elliott, so that was kind of a bust, but I still ended up with Russell Wilson and Tyreek Hill and Cole Beasley, and uh, and then I played the waiver wire real hard in there. I got Davis from Carolina, got C.D. Lamb, uh, ended up with Gronkowski at tight end, Koo uh, and Kicker, and my auction league team actually did really well. I kind of like the auction format now. I've done it two or three times, but this year I think I finally got it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I've I've uh, never played an auction uh, league. I, I've I've uh, helped with a couple of auction leagues, and I've uh, done some mocks using the auction format. It's very interesting. I, I do, it's cool. I do like it. Although the thing is, I I like to get bargains, and once a player hits a certain threshold, I'm like, I'm not even gonna bother even though that player is I know. valuable and definitely worth the money. You know, I, I, I just get it stuck. Well, let me put it to you this like way. Overpay for players. And so I'm just sitting there as everyone else is buying players, just waiting for the Parkins to show up. Yeah. But you know, here's the thing I paid. I, you get a $2 set out and I spent $68 on Zeke Elliott for my right. first pick. Okay. And then after that, I was, I played it real tight. I ended up getting Russell Wilson for like 10 bucks. And so you, you could swing and miss real bad with the guy you spend most of your money on. But right. after that, uh, I was surprised how many guys were sitting there for a reasonable price and they paid off great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's cool. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. so I wanted to just kind of uh, go uh, around and just uh, ask you for you, who is your fantasy MVP this season? Who is, who is the guy that uh, helped you out the most? God, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, I can think of several. I, I, I'm just looking at my roster. I, you know, Russell Wilson for about the first half of the year was phenomenal. Uh, and then that's – all right, 
let me think here. Uh, I'd have to give nods to Dalvin Cook. I'd have to give nods to, gee, I'd have to look at all my rosters here. Um, Tyreek Hill was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, those are the two that are popping to mind for me the quickest, to be honest with you. Yeah, for me, it is absolutely Alvin Kamara, the man who came mm-hmm. through on the most critical week of the fantasy season with that six-touchdown performance on week 16. Yeah and won a lot of people their championships, uh, including mm-hmm. Zeke and Destroy. Uh, so for me, it's got to be Kamara this year. I just uh, Although, amazing. <laughs> I'll tell you, I will give uh, a special award here for your flex MVP, okay? okay. Because I, I always end up getting lucky with my flex guys every year. And I grab Cole Beasley off of waivers like week two and put him in my flex, and every week the dude has come through for me. So as far as flexes go, I'm giving it to Beasley, man. Yeah, that that's true. And and wasn't John Brown out for most of the season? He he didn't play much this year. I, I was. Uh, I don't think I saw him at all. So I think he was a beneficiary of an injury to John Brown because I I was very much praising mm-hmm. uh, thinking that John Brown could be very good since he was going to be playing opposite Stefan Diggs, but then he got hurt and didn't play. And so Beasley is the guy that picked up the slack there, and and uh, definitely yeah. You pick yeah. a guy off of the waivers and he becomes oh, yeah. a starter for you. That's gold, man. That's great. That's fantasy. Yep. yep. Um, so yep. for you, let me ask you, who is your biggest fantasy dud of uh, this year? Are we basing it off of injury or are we basing it off of just poor performance? I think, uh, you know, again, injuries you can't really do anything about once they happen. So it's a guy that really just okay. underperformed what you expected them to do based on their, you know, draft position. Okay, I'll give you my injury. It's a tie between Kenny Galladay and Christian McCaffrey. And for my underperforming, Jonu Smith, hands down. Oh, Jonu Smith. Yeah, for me, yep. it's Zeke. <laughs> yeah, uh, hard to argue with that too. I felt like I was a super genius in the 94 league because I picked first, remember? I, was, I had the first mm-hmm. pick, and I bypassed CMC and Barkley. And so well, those guys were down by week two, and I'm like, yeah, see how smart mm-hmm. I am at fantasy football? And then, of course, uh, he just went mm-hmm. into the toilet. <laughs> you know? um, although he has yep. come back a bit yep. at the end of the yep. season here, but it was still just a, uh, just a massive disappointment and, and just something where I don't know if I can trust Zeke going forward. I don't think I can. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to have my rosters going forward from this point out. And it's a shame, with you. you know, cause I, I love Zeke. Uh, you know, he's, he's been one of my favorites in the league since he joined the league, but uh, I don't know. Is he past his prime? Is he even going to be a cowboy next year? That's a big question. Um, now, who is your biggest fantasy surprise? Like a guy that you did not expect to do as well as he did. Hmm. Darren Waller. Waller, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, yeah. he was great. He's had a big year. He had he had yes, a couple of huge blow up games and was very good from the tight end position. Yeah, the only tight end worth talking about outside of Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, he was real good. Uh, as far as anybody else, let's see. Oh well, Mike Davis, of course. Grabbing him when McCaffrey went down and not knowing what to think. And, you know, a a lot of times he came through real good. So I'd give him a nod too. Yeah. Um, For me, it was uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, Mm -hmm. When he was, you know, bitching about his volume of passes that he was getting in Minnesota 
And then they traded into Buffalo. And I'm like, they just traded into another low-volume pass offense, a run-first offense. Right. And, and then, right. look, that guy goes out and just explodes every week. Just fantastic, man. He was like a top three wide receiver this season. Um, just amazing, his connection. And, and that's the other thing. I, I don't like players that switch teams in the offseason. Uh, and, and, but, boy, I got to say, man, it was not a problem for Diggs. He had immediate, immediate chemistry. Nope with Josh Allen and uh, just blew up and, and um, you know, same thing with Hopkins, but yeah. Hopkins has always been kind of quarterback proof. He's like good, no matter who the quarterback mm-hmm. is. Uh, but that right. was, right. that was a big fantasy surprise for me. Um, so final question for you then uh, is who is your biggest fantasy miss? Like a guy that you thought was going to be huge this year and just, it didn't happen. <laughs> Well, again, I kind of ask, is it an injury thing or is it a, just an underperformance? Thing? I think I think underperformance. I, again, injuries are just – you can't do anything about that. When it happens, it's just bad luck yes. and you just got to ride it, ride it out. But, but a guy that, that you thought was going to be huge and just, you know, um, just kind of blah. <laughs> uh, man, I – that's tough. Uh, I don't know that it, all right, second half of the year, Russell Wilson. Uh, I, after the first half he put up, he, he was pretty blah the rest of the way. And, uh, well, obviously, Galladay was a big, man, that's a tough one, man. I, I don't think anybody that I thought was going to be huge ended up really stiffing. Uh, everybody that I thought was going to be huge. There's some guys that were feast or famine. There'd be weeks where Mike Evans would kill it for me and weeks where he'd disappear. Uh, so yeah. he was kind of, you know, eh, but that'd probably be about it. Yeah. For me, it's Kenyon Drake. Uh, I had huge mm-hmm. expectations for Drake this year. Um, you know, he was uh, the, the big thing I thought was like, he was going to be a huge part of the passing game. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, you know, he, he's going to get some decent work on the ground, but he has value is that he's going to get catch a lot of passes from uh, Kyler Murray. And that did not happen. And, and, and several just inexplicable, um, duds as far as running backs like when Gurley went to Atlanta I'm like this is perfect I mean he's probably only going to get about 800 yards on the ground but he's going to probably catch 50 passes right and and so Mm -hmm. he's going to be really valuable and they just don't even target him I'm I'm like I'm flabbergasted you know you get like two targets a game Uh, I'm like what are you doing this that's that's one of his strengths you know and and so both those guys um I thought would be a lot more valuable for fantasy for being involved in the passing game. And then they were just ignored. And, and that really obviously makes a huge difference in your fantasy leagues, especially if you've got any sort of PPR going on. Uh, so that's, that, that was my answer for those guys. <laughs> you know, and I just thought of something else, dude. Uh, if you're going to talk about uh, uh, a surprise, like you talked about earlier, now my team in the 94 Rock Morning Show League, really kind of didn't do a whole hell of a lot. I had a lot of guys get hurt. But one guy that I grabbed off the waiver wire that I didn't expect anything from and was a huge surprise was Justin Herbert. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I got him. You know, he ended up doing – I left him as my starter after I picked him up week three off the waivers, and I left him in the rest of the year. Right, right. Yeah, he wasn't, he even, good. He wasn't even the start at the beginning of the year. Remember, it was Tyrod Taylor, yep. and then Taylor yep. got hurt in like week two – he went in and it's like he, they never looked back. And I knew that was going to happen once it did. I mean, yep. I, I did not expect Tyrod Taylor to do anything more than about maybe three or four games anyway. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, 
I mean, they've got great offensive pieces uh, with the Chargers, and and so that's great for fantasy. Um, uh, you know, so uh, um, yeah, I think next season, I think he's going to be a great option for a quarterback you can get late. That's going to be an every week starter for you, you know, and and so he's definitely going to be a guy. Yeah, yeah, going to be on my radar for next season when I'm looking at when I want to take a quarterback because I always like to take him late. I always like to get a quarterback late. Yeah. Like this year, yeah. you know, Josh Allen was one of those quarterbacks you get late and yep. he pay off in yep. spin, right? Yep, <laughs> yep. And I'll tell you something else, man, fearless prediction towards next year. But provided there's not a coaching change, because I think this coach is getting beat up way too much. If four or five guys get healthy, the Chargers are going to be sneaky good next year. I think they can even threaten Kansas City for that division if they're not careful. So uh, if Herbert keeps progressing. Right. And, and also just the injury bug on right. the team. They right. are just cursed with yep. injuries because they've got some great defensive players and they got some great offensive players. Sure just can't do. stay healthy. You know, you can't stay on the field. So, mm-hmm. so yep. uh, anyway, Swan, we are at the end of the fantasy football season. And um, uh, I want to thank you for, for participating as part of this thing. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a few weeks off. I'm going to enjoy the playoffs and the Super Bowl, And then we'll be back talking about 2021 and uh, I'd like to have you back when we can talk players and, you know, players that we like for the, for the upcoming season and, and changes and maybe the draft, uh, you know, the NFL draft and all that. Um, but I wanted to thank everybody out there for watching this and for, uh, you know, leaving comments and liking uh, the videos and subscribing. And so, uh, again, if you, if, if you have any questions about any of the players we're talking about today, just uh, leave a message down below. And... Um, you know, next year we're going to do the 94 rock league again. I think we're going to expand it. We're going to have more players and we're going to um, do a big uh, tournament style. So like the, the highest points earned would be the player that would win the, uh, the television. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope we have a, yeah, well, I want to thank bios for ponying up this year. Uh, yeah. That was really cool of them because we didn't know if we we're going to be able to do anything. So a uh, big, big props to BIOS. If you're looking for electronics, appliances, even mattresses, uh, and you're supporting local, which is huge, BIOS is local. Go check them out. Yeah, definitely. So um, anyway, Swami, thank you so much. Have yourself a super happy new year and a much better 2021 for us all. <laughs> Goodbye, 2020. Really, I'm done with really. you. Done. <laughs> uh, I got you. I got you. All right. So uh, thank you, Swami, and I will uh, talk to you soon. Have a good one.